Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 50. Go flipping neck, 50 episodes. And it's the end of 2018, and we're just going into 2019. Mind you, I suppose that depends on when you're listening to this, doesn't it? If you're listening to it now, well, you can't be listening to it now, because I'm only recording it now. If you're listening to it when it comes out, then you might just be getting it at the end of 2018. Or you might be listening to it at the end of 20, or you might be listening to it in the year 2057, when after all the Terminators of, I think I'm rambling, I've only just started. Hello, welcome to episode 50. <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to do a, a review of the, the last year and a bit, because quite a lot's changed in the podcast and uh, quite a lot's changed for me as well. So I thought we'd end 2018 and start 2019 with a review of what we have looked at, how we've moved on. And this is a first because I've asked you to contribute towards this episode. So I asked people to join this episode and submit some audio on their favourite topics, what stuff has most helped them, their tips on getting better at stuff, and I'll be sprinkling their thoughts throughout this episode. We did one of these reviews last year in November in episode 27, and in that one, Lisa interviewed me. We talked about the evolution of the podcast and why we do it. And that episode struck a chord with one listener in particular. He's called Mayor Lance Olive. Yes, he's an actual mayor of Apex in North Carolina. I mean, a mayor. It's like having royalty listen to the podcast. I'm very honoured. I'm bowing here now, Mayor Lance. Uh, Lance is a podcaster himself, and uh, he sent us this contribution. Hey, Lance. Hello, Steve. My name is Lance Olive. I produce a couple of podcasts. Most recently, and the most notable one is the Red X podcast. The goal is to combat human trafficking in North America. I like listening to the Sharp podcast because, well, frankly, you're real on there, not pretend. You do provide really good guidance, really good help, and there's a lightness to the presentation that I really enjoy. The slightly silliness... Uh, well, very silliness, and the the fact that you don't over-edit and you leave a lot of things like that in, I, I like the feel of that, so please keep doing that. My favorite episode is number 27. You may hear this from a few other people, I suspect. Even though you've provided such great advice in all the other episodes, I really was yearning, is that, is that too strong a word? Yearning to hear some of the behind-the-scenes Who is Steve? And I was really excited when you got Lisa, who, by the way, is a great foil for you on the podcast. And it's really nice to be that vulnerable. I chuckled when she said, look, I'm sat here in the bedroom with a mattress behind my head. Those kind of lines just make me laugh. Here's my thought to Steve in the field. First of all, you got to keep Steve in the field in your show, even if he's not in every one. Steve, to some degree, is not just your foil and not just maybe the opposite of what you're trying to teach, but 
probably all of us have something we can relate to and and at the same time say, well, at least I'm not as big of a bumbler as Steve in the field. I like that he's an alter ego. I think you should embrace that and keep it and grow it. Specifically for me, one of the biggest productivity things I did was to make a couple of rules regarding calendaring. Number one, I'm only going to have one calendar because I'm just me. So I I have my calendar app on my phone and my Mac and my iPad, and they're all synchronized. So when something gets added, it's added, and I see it on all of them. Number two is if it's a scheduled event with a specific time, it goes on my calendar with the time and date, and I do it. If it's there, I do it. I don't put things on there that I'm not going to do, and I don't not put things on there because, oh, I'll remember it. I have to commit to it. Those kind of things, by setting a few different rules like that around how I work that calendar, I become more reliable to other people. When I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. And I become more efficient in managing my own time because I don't wonder, am I going to remember this? I'm not always using my brain cycle saying to myself, don't forget that Thursday I've got this coffee in the morning. I just put it on there and literally forget and make sure my notifications are on, and I check every morning what's my calendar. I check in the middle of the day, and I check at the end of the day what's tomorrow. So that's my tip, and you can pass that along to Steve in the field. Maybe he'll be able to put that to good use. Steve, thanks very much for continuing to put out the Sharp podcast. I hope you will continue to do so for many episodes to come. I am Lance Olive. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Olive or my podcast, at Red X Podcast. Thanks to Chris Curran. I'm also launching my own recording studio here for other people, at Fresh Oil Audio. Thanks, Lance. Yeah, we've seen less of Steve in the field this year. So for those who've missed Steve in the field, especially Mayor Lance, here's a snip. Attention. This is your brain. I don't know if you remember, but you left me out here weeks ago. I'd imagine you're probably doing an episode on the importance of having New Year's resolutions, and I know that you'll be really interested in what mine are. All I can say is, watch out. He's coming to a window near you, and when you hear these words, please, let me back in the house. Run for your life. Now, I've tried really hard to write a joke about the fact that we start the year on the subject of not being able to start things but I couldn't make the joke. I'm really sorry to let you down. Some people may say I don't make jokes. Anyway, we covered procrastination and the idea of either not finishing things in the episode Cake or Broccoli, or not starting things where we looked at the Pomodoro technique in an episode called Ready Steady Tomato. Now, this is one of my favourite episodes to make. I love telling stories, and we told the story of a bloke who I made up called Bradley Griffin, and how he was connected to the designer of the Pomodoro technique, Francesco Cirillo. Specifically, we're in Rome, a thousand miles away from Bradley and about 30 years back in time. Yes, but it has to be Italian wine because this episode has an Italian theme. So, <laughs> anyway, it was a really popular episode, and in particular for one person who's called Mel Elliott. Mel is a voiceover artist. You may remember her because she has been on the podcast before. She's from Leicester in England. Hi, Mel. Hi, I'm Mel and I'm a voiceover artist and I listen into Sharp, the podcast, any opportunity I can. 
Now, I'm not someone that struggles generally to get on with stuff, but I can fill my time getting through my list and avoiding that one task I don't fancy doing, like a lot of people, I guess. Um, So after episode 33, I tried the Pomodoro technique, and I must say it was quite helpful. I wasn't sure it would be. Um, I love a plan, so I guess this was a winner from the start. The timer kept me focused and not tempted to be distracted by something more interesting. And the short breaks helped too. You need to have a break, don't you? There are lots of different ways of doing it, but it's worked for me. I've tried it a few times on those tasks that I don't really want to do. Um, It's so simple, but actually quite effective. So have a listen into episode 33 and give it a go if you're a procrastinator. Thanks, Mel. It's interesting because I reckon a good chunk of our audience are probably self-employed or entrepreneurs, the kind of people who are perhaps a bit more prone to putting off the stuff that they don't want to do, because if you've not got someone breathing down your neck chasing you for it, then it's easier to do that, isn't it? If that sounds like you, have a listen again to episode 33. And if you want to hear more from Mel, and who wouldn't with a voice like that, you can go to melsbritishvoice.co.uk or on Twitter, she's at melsbritishvos. Now, in February, we took on a huge project. Some of the solutions that we put in the podcast are quite simple and they can be covered in one episode, like the Pomodoro technique or creative problem solving. But I've learned that it's also important to have a way of operating that you rely on that not only helps you get through the day and the week efficiently, but that also helps to reduce stress, makes you more effective, and of course, enables you to spend more time doing the things that you want to do. Now, personally, I use a system which is a bit of a mishmash from things like GTD by David Allen and other solutions like Peter Bregman's 18 Minutes, and I've kind of moulded it all together into a way of operating that helps me get things done. So I thought it was only fair to share it with you. So I took my system and I gave it to you. And in the spring, we covered it in four episodes and they were called Doing the Day, Planning Your Day, Deciding What's Important. And we started with an episode called How About No? Now that episode struck a chord with someone called Laura Gassner-Otting. Hi, Laura. Hey, Steve. It's Laura Gassner-Otting. I wanted to give you uh, some praise about my favorite episode so far, which was episode 34, in which you talk about the gentle art of saying no. You also talk about how to say yes. And I love that the conversation is couched both in the thought of how you say no and how you say yes. I get asked all the time by people who feel super guilty about the fact that they are deeply stretched across too many different things and feel like they have to say no, but feel like they can't. And so that was one of my favorite episodes because you talk about the subject. My tips on how to do it, how I do it, what I tell people when they ask me is I think about four simple questions. The first is, will doing this thing help me? And it's brazenly Machiavellian, but it's really as good of a starting point as any. Can I see myself on the other side of this project, this promotion, this bake sale, this committee chairmanship, whatever the sucker punch of an ask is, being any closer to achieving my set of goals that get me towards my calling? Number two, will doing this thing help someone else? 
So some requests pay nothing more than great psychic karma, and that's great too. I love those requests. I'll take them every day of the week. Number three, will doing this thing bring me joy? So if it's not going to help me, and it's not going to help someone else, and it's not going to make me happy, then I'm going to say no. But if it will, I throw caution to the wind. Say yes. You figure out the rest later. Like the part where you had Richard Branson talking about how he's Dr. Yes and how he says yes to so many things, but that often leads to great adventure. And then the last thing, and I think this is the most important, is can, or better yet, should someone else do it? So we often say yes simply because we feel flattered or we're guilt-ridden or we're trapped or we're the most proximate heartbeat. And if you think about whether or not you are the smartest, the best, the most available, the most eager, the most interested, before you say yes or no, that will help you figure out if this really is the highest and best use of your time. So for all those reasons, I love that episode and I love that you're having the conversation framed not just in, oh, I got to say no to stuff, but also how do I also say yes better too? Now you're going to hear more from Laura in the coming year, trust me. And in the meantime, you can follow Laura on Twitter. She is at HeyLGO, all one word. And you can watch her fantastic TEDx talk and find out more about her work at lauragasnerotting.com. Now in April, we moved house. That's a pretty big project, isn't it? It took a fair bit of time and impacted my ability to keep going fortnightly. I did a quick episode, a quick mini episode called Homeland. And you can imagine, we don't need to imagine because you've probably moved house, haven't you? The project of moving home is a big project. So I used Trello to help with the project of moving. And it was so good that I decided to record an episode on it. Remarkably, the customers go to the products. But projects are a particular kind of task all of their own. Hello. Um, hello? Put simply, Trello is like a magic notice board. And all in time for you to jet off open a book, and relax. And I can't believe all this, and it's free. Now, someone who found that episode helpful was Susie, or to her fans, The Casual Birder. Susie produces a podcast about what I would have called bird watching, but I don't think that's the right term. And it sounds like that she was able to use Trello to help get hold of all the moving parts that go into producing a great podcast like hers. Here's what she had to say. Hi, it's Susie here from the Casual Birder podcast. I love listening to Sharp. We could all use a little self-development and the show sets just the right tone of helping you try new techniques without it feeling overwhelming. In fact, the episode about Trello came at just the right time for me and has been tremendously valuable in helping me organise my podcast content. I started my show about watching wild birds just over a year ago. I wanted to share my love of the birds I'd seen and help others to take more notice of the natural world. I knew that I had a lot of episodes in me about the birds I'd seen both at home and while travelling. And as people started to engage with the show, either by listening and commenting or appearing as guests, more opportunities, ideas and suggestions kept occurring to me. And as ideas came to me, I jotted them down. But as I also kept notes for other things there was a real danger that I would lose one of the ideas by other notes taking precedence. I'd heard of Trello and knew it was some sort of project management tool that relied on virtual cards, but knew nothing further. I spotted that Steve had an episode on it, and I thought I'd take a listen. Hearing Steve describe the different uses for Trello, 
including deceptively simple tasks like planning a holiday, was like a light bulb moment for me. I hadn't realised how much I was losing myself in the planning of the podcast and I was in danger of being overwhelmed with the content. I felt really fired up to use this wonderful tool I was hearing about. I downloaded the app before the episode was even finished and immediately started several boards. One for my episode plans, to do, in progress and done. The done one is quite nice just to keep a record of the things I've achieved. One for my interview bookings, booked, hopefuls and dream guests. And one for my marketing plans, the weekly processes for letting people know that my episodes are out, the long-term strategies and the opportunities that I can see for the show. A weight was lifted off my shoulders when I realised I could now see a clear path for where I wanted the show to go and how I wanted to develop my episodes. I didn't feel overwhelmed with the new ideas I was having, I just noted them into the specific boards and knew the idea was captured, that I could add more detail at a later time, and that I could set a reminder on the idea so it didn't get lost in the weekly production of my show. Thank you so much, Steve, for this awesome show, and for making changes feel achievable. You rock. Now, Susie's podcast is great. She's got a fab voice. It's so calming and gentle. She's like literally the opposite to me. I'm all shouty and rah, and she's really calming. Her podcast, to me, feels quintessentially English. You can find her podcast by searching for Casual Birder on all podcast apps. And on social media, she's on Facebook and Twitter at Casual Birder Pod. Thanks, Susie. We then did four episodes in May and June about all sorts of different subjects like competitive problem solving and stress. We did one in June called Four for the Price of One. Now, that's a joke, you see, because the, po- the podcast is free. You don't have to pay. For- you can pay for it if you want to. If you'd like to give me some money, I'd be quite happy. But that's why that was funny, because it was four for the price of one. And it was also episode 41. Yeah, as I said, I'm not going to try making any more jokes. And then the next episode, uh, number 42, was my absolute favourite episode of the year. It featured Jessica Abel. Now, to use an Americanism, I was stoked. Jessica is a published author, and I first learned about her when I read her fantastic work called Out on the Wire. It's a graphic book on the topic of producing great podcasts like NPR and This American Life. I soon became a bigger fan when I learned that Jessica also works in the self-development area and her remarkable piece of work called Growing Gills, which is about turning your ideas, your thoughts, your creative projects into reality, was superb. Let's hear a bit from that episode. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop gushing in a minute. <laughs> but it was, no, no, it was go, just on, the, go on. I now teach a group coaching program called the Creative Focus Workshop. The thing that came up just... It just jumped out of the survey was people saying, I can't get my work done. I don't know how to focus. Yeah. I don't, you know, I procrastinate all. My main mantra is just like, try to make the decision before the moment when you said you were going to do the thing, whether it's like, ideally it's the month before or whatever, but sometimes it's just like an hour before. So that was episode 42. Now remember, if you've missed any episodes, of course, they're all available in the back catalogue which you can get either on the website or on iTunes or anywhere that you get podcasts. Now, if you're anything like me, sometimes an episode of a podcast will come out and you might think, nah, that's not for me, that one. And then when I go back 
and look in someone's back catalogue and I find it again, sometimes I go, oh yeah, I really could do with that right now. So take a look. We might have covered a solution to a problem that you're dealing with right now. Now, as well as people contributing to this episode about what topic or what episode they enjoyed, we also asked people to submit their tips and their ideas about getting better at things. Here's Vic from the Tourist Podcast. Hi, Vic. Hi, this is Vic from Tourist Podcast. And my top tip about getting better at stuff is practice, practice, practice. Keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. So, for example, I had never, ever ran or jogged in my life before April this year. And the idea completely gave me the heebie-jeebies and I couldn't see myself running for any great length of time. So I started Couch to 5K and yeah, all right, November time, I ran for 25 minutes without stopping. It's taken me from April and that's me going out running on average twice a week and doing it until I didn't stop for a breather or start walking. So November, it took me all that time to run for 25 minutes nonstop. Um, But it just goes to prove that practice, 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 keep going, keep doing it, keep doing it. You will get better and better at stuff. And that's in a fitness sense. And that obviously does translate to real life and your professional life too. Um, Even down to editing my podcast. I've been editing audio for a very, very, a very, very long time. And I'm still learning tweaks and bits and bobs of mixing and beds and using wild tracks to keep the audio and the podcast sounding sounding better. So yeah, practice, keep doing stuff. Um, but yeah, cool. All right, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Vic. Now you can hear Tourist Podcasts on all your usual podcast catchers. Vic meets up with some really funny people, like actually funny people, not like me. And they take a sideways look at what... Oh, I see. I wrote that sideways... And when I say it out loud, I realise how Alan Partridge it sounds. Oh, Vic takes a sideways wry look. I'm sorry. They're terrible words, Vic. They're my words, not Vic's. Uh, Vic meets up with some really funny people. And they have a look at some well-known tourist attractions in the north of England, but with a bit of a twist. It's worth listening to. In the summer, we covered big topics like getting happy, the brain, developing our memories, and then one which is pretty close to my heart, perfectionism. And it seemed that it wasn't close to just mine. Debbie Barnes had something to say about episode 47. Hiya, Debbie Barnes here. I'm a voiceover talent and I live in Rockport, Massachusetts, USA. Oh, first of all, I love the Sharp podcast. So bravo, Stevo. And I found it quite difficult to choose a favorite episode among all of the ones available. But episode 47, Overcoming Perfectionism, really did speak to me. Um, I agree that it can be unhelpful, and I agree that it can be a serious problem. This is especially unfortunate because I'm plagued with perfectionism, and I can't remember a time when I wasn't. I loved the helpful ideas portion of the top 10 ways to deal with my own perfectionism. Your baby steps suggestion is spot on, and I use this, you know, taking small chunks at a time. 
focusing on the enjoyable tasks at hand during the day is also a really, really good coping mechanism. Using positive self-talk is, but that's a bit of a challenge for me. It's an absolute necessity, but I, I do find that a bit of a challenge. I find incorporating quiet time is really important for my overall well-being. But focusing on the journey itself rather than the destination really hit the mark for me. I actually think this one in particular dogs a lot of us. Hey, at the end of the day, as trite as it sounds, everyone's flawed. No one's perfect. Perfection's overrated. And Debbie doesn't just say wise words. She writes them too. You can have a look. It's on debbiebarnes.com. There's Debbie's Sunday sidelines will always add a sparkle to my week. And you can hear her work at debbiebarnes.com. Now that episode marked a change when the podcast went monthly. You see, I'd taken on a new job and I'd taken on some other commitments. And making the podcast fortnightly was already a strain, especially for a reformed perfectionist. So something had to give, and I didn't want the quality to suffer, so I bit the bullet and we went monthly. And then, for more irony, in an example of life imitating art, sounds a bit poncy referring to the podcast as art, doesn't it? Um, I'll look up another phrase. In October, we published episode 48, which was about public speaking. And guess what? Within four weeks of publishing that, I was asked to deliver a presentation to 500 people in my own job, in my new job. So, of course, I had to listen to the episode, didn't I, and take my own advice. Actually, it worked. I'm thinking this week of publishing an episode called Winning the Lottery and see if that comes true. You see, it's really important to me that we continue to bring you real-world stuff that works for you. And what we really want to do is help you do less stuff that doesn't help you. And that was a perfect fit for the episode in November about meetings. There isn't time. I have to go to meetings. We've got to be bold about getting that great work done. Every day, we allow our co-workers, who are otherwise very, very nice people, to steal from us. And it's not for the faint-hearted. 10.30. Some b****s about emotional laddering. 12 o'clock. Lunch. Opportunity to ignore each other while staring at screens. So that's it. Looking back, I'm really proud of what we've produced this year and the last two years. I've got no plans to stop. I do plan to evolve the podcast, always working hard to try and make each episode a little bit better than the last one, and most importantly, not taking ourselves too seriously. In January, I'll re-release those anti-resolution episodes to help you start the new year with a bang. And speaking of you, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for joining in on social media with your ideas, your suggestions, and especially thank you to everyone who's taken the trouble to pick up a microphone and send a contribution into this episode. It's really appreciated. And in the spirit of ending on a bang and not taking ourselves too seriously, I'm going to leave the last words to Jeff and Cade from the Super PP Time podcast, and you can have a listen to their beautiful, kind, gentle words about what we do, along with some words that make no sense at all. Bye-bye. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, or whatever else you might feel, you are about to be traded to something that we're about to say. Uh, this is Carol here. I'm here with Ted. That's right. I'm right here with my pal Carol, and we're about to just give you a gift, a special gift that comes from the interior hormones <laughs> of a capital gain. That's right. Everybody likes a hormone interior, and especially our good pal Steve over at Sharp the Podcast. It's sharp a podcast, podcast that's as sharp as its name. Isn't that right, Ted? 
Oh my goodness, let me tell you something. Steve from Sharp the Podcast is a great leader. Great leaders inspire action and warm uh, cold cuts inspire uh, cameras to take pictures of them. Now, let me tell you something. I know you're sitting out there and you're thinking, I have, I want to do better in my life. You want to know your exact life purpose. You want to be able to move forward, do things, hurt uh, kites. And do all sorts of things. Man, another week where kites take it right in the teeth. <laughs> it's always coming back. <laughs> That's right. Everybody wants to help themselves help themselves. <laughs> <laughs> There's an echo in here. Now... Think about your dream and envision it. And that's what Steve has done. Sharp the podcast will help you do whatever you're doing better. You'll be more efficient, more clammy. <laughs> Mostly efficient, but you might get a little clammy. You know, sometimes I feel a little clam myself late in the night. But Holy let- mackerel. <laughs> now, now, if you want to do what you're doing better, if you want to take your future in your own hands and mold a four, uh, the letter four. <laughs> I mean the letter D because it's the fourth letter. Come on along with me, won't you? That's right. Sharp the podcast. Sharp the podcast. Everybody, please listen to this. All the links, resource and articles I've used in this episode will be in the show notes right there on your device. Hopefully you'll find them helpful and useful and hopefully you'll find this whole podcast helpful and useful. I hope you do, and I do spend a lot of time and effort making sure it's relevant, helpful, and entertaining enough for you to listen to. If you agree and you'd like to show your support, there are several ways you can do it. You could go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating or a great review, which would be fab. Alternatively, you can share the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We are at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. Or you could even show someone how to subscribe on their phone or their device. And finally, on the website, sharppodcast.com, you can leave feedback, subscribe, or go and listen to the archive episodes. I'm off. I hope you're able to find one thing before our next episode that you can do, which will help you get better. And remember, don't waste time comparing yourself to anyone else. The only person you should try to be any better than is the person that you were yesterday. Bye-bye. Steve, can I just stop you there?